You're listening to the Pat and Stew Podcast. On September 13th through the 15th, make history. Join me, Glenn Beck, and attend the inaugural Covenant America Celebration held on the beautiful Ozark Ranch just outside of Branson, Missouri. I'll be keynoting the event on Saturday night, and the event will also include two days of the best Branson entertainment and other patriotic and inspiring speakers. Of course, Sunday is going to be reserved for worship services. The event is sponsored by the producer of the new movie, Red Wing. It'll emphasize the vital importance of the Declaration of Independence. Every signer of the Declaration of Independence, as well as the indispensable man, George Washington, adamantly affirmed the protection of divine providence. They pledged everything, their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Covenant America will explore who America is and why Israel is more than just an ally. Learn how the grievances of the Declaration of Independence apply to us today. Tickets for this event are going fast. Order yours at CovenantAmerica.us. That's CovenantAmerica.us. Welcome to Pat and Stu. We have a really busy show for you today. Uh, Two unlikely celebrities are pushing for conservative values. Go figure. Uh, we'll give you Ashton Kutcher and Bono's comments coming up. And the YouTube film, uh, you remember that one? That was, it was all Benghazi. Mm-hmm. It caused the whole mm-hmm. thing. I think it caused the whole Arab Spring. It did. Part of the reason the Holocaust happened. Right. Uh, I know uh, the, uh, the destruction of Alderaan by the Death billions, Star. Billions, billions have died. Was caused from by this, this YouTube thing. video. They mm-hmm. blamed it for Benghazi. Well, that guy, the guy who made the crappy YouTube video, breaks his silence. We'll have that interview later on in the program. Wow. We'll also show you the two new exciting gun shows premiering this weekend right here on The Blaze. Pat and Stu starts right now. Here we go for Pat and Stu. Juvio countdown. Four, four, three, two, one. Now, from the Glenn Beck Studio in Dallas. This is... And still Only football. I don't know why you started launching into Keith Jackson there, but um, I miss him. I miss him. He's not even dead, and I miss him. Miss him from doing college, uh, major college sports. College football season is just a matter of what, two weeks away? Maybe three side. So it's college football time. You'd never know that in Texas because it's 175 degrees again today. When will it stop? Will it ever end? My guess is no. No, it shan't ever end. But we told you that we had the uh, Ashton Kutcher stuff, and we do. It's a full show. Maybe we should get to it. You think instead of, you don't you know, want to talk anymore about the temperature or... No, or college football, which is weeks away still. Right. You, you sure you don't want to hit? No, I might. Yeah, actually, okay. actually okay. So I So you're might. not sure. Right. Toughest schedule in the history of BYU football this year. Really? Well, yeah. they, should, they should do well. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. It's a tough game, though. So. Can Virginia, we get to Ashton Texas, Co- I mean, Ashton Kutcher. Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Boise State, Georgia Tech. To name just a few. Chris Kutcher. Uh, his, Chris that's, Kutcher. That's his name. Yeah, but it's he doesn't actually. play football. And he certainly doesn't play football I, I for know. Well, yeah, we, we covered that. I was going to get to this segment. <laughs> and you're... All right, let's talk Ashton because yeah, I, Ashton did a... I mean, he, it's a good speech. It's a good speech. It's better From... in print than it is in video. This is one of those that I liked reading it, and I, I was like, wow, that's great. And then I, to mm-hmm. hear him give it, I, it sounded a little bit like... 
Ashton Kutcher giving a speech. Mm-hmm. It's not what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. However, I have not seen him give it yet. I've read it. I've heard it. I've not seen it. Let's see it together and judge. I believe that opportunity looks a lot like hard work. When I was 13, I had my first job with my dad carrying shingles up to the roof. And then I got a job washing dishes at a restaurant. And then I got a job in a grocery store deli. And then I got a job in a factory sweeping Cheerio dust off the ground. He's really acting this out. And I've never had a job in my life that I was better than. Mm -hmm. I was always just lucky to have a job. And every job I had was a stepping stone to my next job. And I never quit my job until I had my next job. And so opportunities look a lot like work. The sexiest thing in the entire world Uh is being really smart. Mm. I disagree with that. And being thoughtful. Um, Like such as, I do as well. And being generous. Everything else is crap, I promise you. I like what he's the point he's sort of making. It's being just crit- unnecessarily critical. That people yeah. try to sell to you to make you feel like less. So don't buy it. Everything around us that we call life mm-hmm. was made up by people that are no smarter than you. No smarter than you. Yeah, there's something about the delivery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can build your own things. You can build your own life that other people can live in. So build a life. Don't live one. Build one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I you know, I like the message a lot. And I think I if, if, the, if I didn't like the message, I would really be making fun of it. But I'm holding back because the truth is I really like the message. I mean, it's, you know, he's saying things that Americans need to hear and kids need to hear. Do kids hear that from their parents anymore, Pat? I mean, I guess your kids do. Hopefully yeah, my kids do once they start understanding, you know, sentences. Hear and what? Yeah, Jeffy, we know your kids, uh, you know, uh, are great, but we know you had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know you had n- zero to do with that. What do you mean? Uh, do you teach your kids things like that, Jeffy? Do you actually teach them hard work and values and stuff? Or do you just like, you know, sure. you, you, you consider them lucky to be fed on a, on a, on a normal basis? Well, they are lucky to be fed on a normal basis at my house. <laughs> oh, believe me, we all, we all think that. You have to. We were just talking See, about that. that that's not day. an answer. That's a Jeffy I mean, answer. You have to. What do you mean you have to? Do you, you have do to. it or not? That's you not have to. It's a must. If if smartness was the only sign of sexy, though, um, you know, Stephen Hawking would be the the, the sexiest man he's alive. Pretty hot, but he's, he's not. The he is hot, but he's not the sexiest <laughs> man alive. Yeah, and the like such as um, girl would not, would not be, be sexy. She would not be sexy uh, at all. And, and, and the fact is, she is. But but um, aside from all of that, I love I love the message. I mean, the delivery is not great. I maybe do. it is to kids. You know? I, maybe, yeah. but, but I like the message. The, the messenger shocks me. I can't believe the messenger. I can't. Either. This is the guy who, with his wife Demi Moore, was a couple of years ago saying this about the president of the United States. I pledge to be a servant to our president and all mankind. What? Because together, together we can, together, together we are, and together, together we will be the change that we see. How spooky is that? I mean, listen to that. That is not only stupid and asinine, but it's actually kind of spooky. It's so bizarre. I pledge to be a servant to our president and all mankind. 
Because together we can, together we are, and together we will be the change that we seek. <laughs> that sounds like a horror movie. It does. That is one of the really creepy most stuff. creepy political ads I've ever heard. I mean, insert, uh, a, I mean, insert Fuhrer for president, and yeah. you and you take that yeah. right out of World War II. So you know, a couple of years ago, he's pledging to be a servant uh, to the president. He and his wife, or ex-wife, whatever she is now, and now he's talking about hard work and values, and and kids, you can do it, and your opportunity is hard work. Obama never preaches that stuff. He never preaches. He's his, his, his sermon is, you can't do it. You need our help. You're a victim of this system because right. of the color of your skin or the, the type of uh, genitals you have or whatever mm-hmm. the cause of the day is. You it's can't too hard. Do it. You need me to help you. His, servant, his, his sermon is that the conservatives would have you uh, just do it all on your own. You're on your own. You're on your own. Uh, but his thing is, his mantra is, the government is there to bolster you up, to yes. lift you up, that we built the roads, we be- built the schools, you need us to do all these things. Otherwise, you're you're a victim. The, his message is not what Kutcher just said. I don't understand how Kutcher is a servant to this president. Yeah, and, and this, Kutcher might be uh, an example of one of these guys that are talked about more than they actually exist, but people who... Uh, just are so turned off by the social conservatism stuff or maybe mm-hmm. even the war stuff, like a couple of big things that they just can't get past that. Right. Now, according to a couple articles I read today, um, Kutcher voted for Bush in 2000. So he's so not 13 a, years ago. He, so he's not been hmm. a hardcore leftist his entire life. Yeah. He voted for Bush against you know what it might have been to me more. It might have been her that that swayed him. Although he voted for Kerry, uh, right? He voted for Kerry in 2004. So maybe not. And he, in 2004, made a big deal about how I was wrong for voting for Bush in 2000. So he can't, there's mm. something in there, and it very well may have been the war. Uh, a lot of people, you know, soured, especially in Hollywood, soured on the war around that time, and that could have been it. It could have been the social conservative stuff, but that was around in 2000, so I don't know why he could have been misled then. Maybe it was Iraq, and he just uh, did not did not like that a lot. I, I don't maybe. know. But I don't know why he wouldn't have turned back here. He's, you know, he said something about him being like uh, a small town boy or something like that in one of his speeches. And so I guess he's from the Midwest. Um, I, you know, I don't know his, but maybe he had that foundation mm-hmm. and got tossed off by one or two issues and has not been able to find his way back. But this is obviously if he really believes these things. Uh, he seemed to this. I think so. This is not not someone who connects with the modern Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. That is not a viewpoint that is even expressible. No, Remember, it's not. you were getting tortured in the media for saying you got to do this yourself. Remember um, Mitt Romney, he, what he just did was a nicer version of Mitt Romney's 47% comments. Mm-hmm. He just said, you have to do it on your own. Nobody's going to help you. Mm-hmm. That's the same, the exact same point. Now, Mitt Romney did it with IRA, uh, with uh, government statistics, and he did it with a surfboard next to him. But really, those are the same points. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. He's going through something kind of weird, too, because at the very beginning of this, we didn't just show it here, but um, uh, at the very beginning, he says he feels like a fraud because his name's not even Ashton. Well, in Hollywood, that's common. I mean, that's common in entertainment because you don't use your real name. A lot of people don't anyway, because for for one thing, it's dangerous and it's a hassle. And, you know, you want to be listed in the phone book with your real name or whatever. I don't know. But 
But for him to get up there and feel like a fraud and then expose his real name, which is really Chris, that was kind of weird, too. Yeah, he's it was going through weird. some sort of transformation he's, here. He's you know, recently split up with Demi, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there were some reports that he was, uh, you know, cheating on her. You know, there's a lot of stuff that went on. And, you know, I, Ashton kind of does, I think, whatever he feels like in that uh, arena. <laughs> That particular arena, uh, I can pretty much uh, scale any mountain uh, in that particular arena. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that has to do with it. I, I know the one thing we can say is—is is that his new girlfriend? Uh, that's Mila Kunis. I don't know. Yeah, I, they're just friends, I think. Right? They were dating on and off. Um, uh, she, yeah, I love her. Um, but uh, so uh, she was—that wasn't creepy. Uh, so she was. Um, uh, the one thing we can say though is this weekend. Uh, is uh, Jobs comes out, which is the oh, does Steve it? Jobs movie that Ashton Kutcher plays Steve Jobs, and maybe I'm kind of excited. Thinking, I want to see that. Yeah, th- maybe him thinking about entrepreneurial mm-hmm. capitalism, to put it maybe. in Bono's words, uh, for a, a, a year or so, making that movie. Maybe he's thought about hard work a little bit. Maybe, maybe he's seen the hard work in Steve Jobs' life. But again, Jobs was also a crazy leftist. Yeah. I don't understand. Weirdly, he was. And maybe that's. I don't know what it is. Is it uh, liberalism? Is it? Uh, is it progressivism, as Glenn always talks about? Because it's something where it seems to me like uh, someone like Steve Jobs can say, I can do it. I can create these wonderful things. But we have to be there because so many people can't. That's not the message of Cash- Ashton Kutcher here. The message of Ashton Kutcher is, you guys can do it yourselves. Yep. That's a conservative message. Definitely. Definitely. Why can't I just... Uh, I don't know. Make, you know, Glenn was so positive today. He got me so excited about the world. But when I think about it in those terms, I don't. I don't. I don't. And you go right back I to your depressed. usual skepticism and, and uh, negativity. But uh, <laughs> I don't know that that's then, how I would describe myself. But then, Stu. <laughs> but then you oh, can yes. be bolstered again by the great words of Bono. We have that too, right? Yes. Let's, uh, let's see what Bono said because I like that even better than what Kutcher said. So some <clears throat> of Africa is rising. And some of Africa is stuck. The question is whether the rising bit will pull the rest of Africa up or whether the other Africa will weigh the continent down. Which will it be? Stakes here aren't just about them. Uh, imagine for a second this last global recession, but without the economic growth of China and India. Mm-hmm. Without the hundreds of millions of newly minted middle class folks who now buy American and European goods. Imagine that. Think about the last five years. Rockstar preaches capitalism. <laughs> wow. Sometimes I hear myself and I just can't believe it. It's okay. Um, it's okay, Bono. But commerce is real. It's okay. That's what you're about here. It's real. Walking toward the light. Yeah. Aid is just a stopgap. Right. Commerce, entrepreneurial capitalism takes more people out of poverty than aid. Of yes. course we know that. Yes. Of course we know that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And listen to the way he puts it. Of course we know that. Yeah. Well, it's not of course to your no. leftist friends, Bono. It's not. It's 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 certainly not a given to them. They don't even believe it. No. They don't even believe it. Everybody this guy hangs out with believes the opposite is true. It's pretty amazing. So for him to say that is, first of all, very bold, very brave, and uh, and just absolutely flabbergasting. I love it. I, I It does bolster my spirits. I mean, that's fantastic. It really is. Why is it that a rock star would have to apologize for believing in capitalism? Uh, the system that has, as he said, saved hundreds of millions. I, I would say at this point probably billions of people from poverty. 
It has lifted billions out of poverty. I, I, it's why would you not be proud yeah. as a rock star or anyone to to proclaim that? This is uh, it, it plays into my my belief of the lone possibility of winning over the African American community to entrepreneurial capitalism, mm-hmm. which is there is no freaking reason that rap stars should be Democrats. They are the biggest capitalists in the universe. Yeah. All they do yep. is capitalism. And when you talk about some of the cultural things that uh, that bring their way into certain you know certain types of rap, you've got this party lifestyle. Some of it, there's some drug culture in it. Some of it, there's some gun culture in it. Well, where are you getting that stuff except from libertarians? Who's pitching that stuff? Where are you getting guns and drugs together? Libertarianism. <laughs> all right? You got that with the massive capitalism? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is where that lives. How is Jay-Z a Democrat? What the? Shut up. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A Democrat? This guy, this guy lives in a world where all he does is the most, the most extreme outlying, uh, pieces of capitalism where he's spending at incredible rates and buying at incredible rates and bringing in cash at incredible rates he should be embracing capitalism like no one else he understands it he's built a community he's employed thousands with these jobs he should have been mitt romney's campaign manager yes (laughs) and yet he's out there freaking doing (laughs) democratic like it's there's that line there that people cannot cross mentally. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I mean, you know, we've heard before that 50 Cent, like some Republicans, there's some there's some rappers that occasionally will talk about that. But they, every one of them should be freaking Republicans or you know libertarians. What it is? It's the plantation that Albert Guillory talks about. Mm-hmm. They're still on that Democrat plantation because that's it's just been drilled into them over the last 40 to 50 years. And so they don't do any thinking about it. They just accept it. Triple eight seven two seven back. Speaking of the the uh, jobs movie, we've got a trailer of that. We'll uh, show that to you coming up. Look how smart she is. She is she's so incredibly smart. She's so smart. She's sexy because yeah. she's so smart. Yeah, I, I don't even, you know, I can't even see the sexiness. I can only see the well, IQ. I, that's what I see. And because of that, she's sexy. I don't even know what she looks like. It's the same with like Kate Upton. Very smart. Hey, why, did, so why did you bring that up? Smart. She just why would because you? she's really, really smart. And uh, she has extra smart. Uh, just super smart. Big, big smartness going on there. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I understand that. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Okay, uh, but I, um, but also, I, I just wanted to pledge here that um, I pledge to be a servant to our president to and all mankind because, because together, together we can. She may have been together. We are Mila. And together, we will be the change that we see. You know what? I think she was. I think she probably was. I think she was. She's now a that big I, Democrat too. I think. They're yeah. all, I mean, look, they, everybody in Hollywood is. And maybe, you know, it's possible mm. that, because I think you see yourself in your own world. You brought up Muse earlier today. 
Mm-hmm. And Muse, I think, is kind of that same way. And that they, they might see themselves as, you know, wow, we're tough. And we're we're tough guys. Uh, we're of, anti-establishment. Yeah. And uh, but, we're not with those right-wing kooks. Like, who do you think the damn establishment is? Yeah. Uh, who, yeah. Who the hell do you think the establishment is? How can you be anti-establishment when you claim to be... You're not with the right, but it's the left who's the establishment. Right. So who are you? That's what I was trying to get across on yeah. the on that song. Who are you singing about? Right. Who? And maybe they are like such anarchists or something. I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't know I mean, either. But it, I mean, Matthew Bellamy, you got to figure out the world, my friend, because he seems to be such a smart guy and he writes really good lyrics. And you know, like "Wake to See." I mean, their new song "Supremacy." I don't think it's new anymore, but. Wake to see your true emancipation is a fantasy. Policies? Well, whose policies are you talking about? The policies of talk show hosts? Uh, the policies of Glenn Beck? I don't, we can't enforce all our policies. Policies have risen up and overcome the brave. Greatness dies, unsung and lost, invisible to history. Embedded spies are brainwashing our children to be mean. You don't have long. I'm on to you. The time it has come to destroy your supremacy. So we've embedded spies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to teach our children to be mean. So are you singing about the right there, who's not in power, but we're embedded in society to to teach your children how to be mean? Yeah. I mean, none of this makes sense unless you're singing about the left, unless you're singing about the Obama administration or the the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Or uh, Alonde in France, who wants 75% of your salary. Or the Spaniards, who are socialists now, and the Italians. I mean, who are you talking about? It's bizarre to me. Bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. I mean, this is, but, like, that makes me think that he thinks he's, uh, like, he's the rebel in his own world. And, and in a way, like, maybe Ashton Kutcher thinks he's a, he's speaking out conservatively for Hollywood. And maybe he is conservative in Hollywood. But someone who's conservative in Hollywood says, I pledge to serve Barack Obama. Like, that might be conservative in Hollywood at this point. I don't even know. Uh, he is in this movie Jobs, however. Uh, it is out this weekend and is one of, I believe, two movies coming out about Steve Jobs. He's supposed his life. to be really bad in it. <laughs> I've heard. Really? I, but I don't, know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I've heard this is not the best of the two Jobs movies. That's what I've heard. Oh, there's two? Yeah, there's supposedly two coming out. And I heard who's this, in the other one? I, we can get that information as we're watching the trailer. Here's the trailer from the new movie, Jobs. Steve, it takes guts to drop out like you did. Higher education comes at the expense of experience. Boss! What are you working on? It's a computer terminal that hooks up to the TV for the display. Uh, Steve? Wow. These are state of the art. Nobody's making anything like this. Okay. All right. Okay. Welcome to Apple Computer. Is this everything? Startup. I think we should start with around 90 grand. Uh, could you repeat that? If you'll have me more. Trust me, I'm my I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Apple Incorporated went public this morning. Chasing dreams since I was 14. Y'all can't stop me. We gotta make the small things unforgettable. Typeface isn't a pressing issue. Get out. He's trying to start a war with IBM. 
Steve's been doing the impossible ever since it was in a garage. I'm trying to build an apple, and they're taking it away from me? If you keep heading down this path, I will not protect you. It's a blatant ripoff. I'm going to sue you for every cent. You are your own worst enemy. The board is unanimous. Steve will no longer be involved in his company. Ten years after Steve Jobs' departure, the future of Apple Computer is in jeopardy. In life, you only get to do so many things. We're going to make Apple cool again. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Was the leftist? That is so much better than phaser beam computers. August sixteenth. So yeah, that's yeah, that's Friday. So yeah, I mean, uh, I really admire uh, Steve Jobs, and it's just a shame that you know he he was so ridiculous on uh, on his ideology. Yeah. Because well, he was an innovator and a genius, and then uh, for whatever reason, a leftist. How did that happen? Yeah, to and to the point that he tried to bully Rupert Murdoch into, into firing firing Glenn. Glenn. Uh, Pretty weird, yeah, really weird. But it's an amazing story because he was forced out of his own company, the company he started, um, and and then Apple just fell on its face. It sucked. Apple sucked and <laughs> was a laughing stock and a joke. People forget now because you know in the nineties, Apple just went away. Yeah, it was dead. Without jobs, it was dead, and nobody wanted out. It was just one of those things that only, like, it had some things that were good for, like, people who do video editing and high-end audio editing. There were some uses, but it was not something that people did. Not at all. Not at all. And and in the meantime, Steve Jobs leaves and creates Pixar, (laughs) which kind of worked. Yeah, that worked. And was huge. And then they want him back all of a sudden because they killed the company without him. He comes back and absolutely makes it the best company on earth, uh, the the most desirable company on earth, yeah. where people stand in line and wait for its products, despite the fact that like there'll be twelve new iPhones between now and December. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired of how many iPhones. I just got the five, and now there is another one coming out. I heard two more coming out. Two really? Yeah. There's a new like lower end one and a new uh, higher end one supposedly coming out. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the other Steve Jobs movie next year, uh, so we got away, but Aaron oh, okay. Sorkin's writing it, so... Uh, oh, but that'll be good. That'll probably be pretty good. Triple eight seven two seven back. Penny in California. Penny, you're on the Patents Do Show. Hi. You guys are right, and I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that Ashton or Chris or whatever he goes by these days um, might be really out there, and especially at this Teen Awards, 
to promote his movie. Yeah, I think so too. And um, you know, and then of sure. course you bring up the iPhone thing, and that's for sure. And um, because they're so good at messaging the Dems or the left or whatever you want to call them, so. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that maybe we're just all buying into this. I hope we're wrong, but um, because it sure would be nice to see someone uh, in his position that really would influence young people. Yeah. And same with Bono. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that they're really on the up and up and not just trying to promote an agenda that they might have. So um, that's what I have to say. Okay. Well, I, yeah, that's a good point. I appreciate the call. I, I, I see your point with Steve Jobs. Now, Bono seems pretty legitimate because oh, I don't yeah. think he has a new movie coming out or a new CD or whatever. I think that's where he really lives, too. I, yeah, I, I think he really lives there. I yeah. buy it from him. Ashton Kutcher or Chris Kutcher, whatever we're going to call him now. Um, did he say he wants to be Chris now or is he going to go by Ashton? I think he's still Ashton. I think still he's just Ashton. saying my real name is Chris. And so, uh, you know, it could be all about the movie and maybe he thought he'd get some attention and he, he was right if that's what he thought. It It worked. Uh, Marin in New Jersey, you're on the Pat and Stu Show. Hi, I just wanted to let you guys know that there are parents out there, because I heard you guys questioning it, that there are parents out there who really do teach their kids the value of hard work. I have an 11-year-old daughter, and she knows where the line is. She absolutely gets her homework done before she goes outside. She does chores around the house, and she knows better than to even ask to go out and play with her friends at 11. Before she gets her stuff done. What a mean I'm not mom. about to let her sit around oh on her butt and be a spoiled brat. Oh, my gosh. Well, how mean. mean. Well, yeah, I get told I'm a horrible mom all the oh. time. I'm too mean to her. <laughs> you do. Because her friends. Because I don't let her run around and be an idiot and play with yeah. her friends without getting her chores done. And her friends get to do that. Why, do, why can't she? Mm -hmm. All her friends are out there doing it. Because what? I want my daughter to be a good person. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, that's Mary. too much to ask. I'm asking her to do a lot to walk the dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, you're not. We're calling yeah. CPS. right? As soon as we get done with your call, we're calling CP CPS. Oh, please, absolutely. I know. I'm being terrible. Oh, you are. Oh, but you are. My daughter knows what hard work is at 11. That's good. I, I wonder. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mary. And you know what that's like in my mind? Same thing. Probably Emmett Till. similar to Emmett Till. Emmett oh, yeah. Till. Mm -hmm. Not not similar. Same thing. Same exact thing. In my mind, same exact thing. I was going to say suburbs of Tillville on that one. Were you? No, yeah, I'm talking but, downtown. Okay. Downtown Tillville. downtown Tillville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the same exact thing, I guess. Same learned. thing. Uh, I, in you, my did, mind. Did you ever do any of those things where, like, you know, because you, you have those big ideas as a, as a parent or a future parent, and that you, I want to do this, like, system where... I, you know, you teach your kids the value of hard work and you teach your kids the value of money and you teach them how to manage money and you teach them not to, you know, want to blow all the money at once because if they hold on to it and then it will grow into more money. And like those, you want to teach those things early on so they're part of a person. It's so mm -hmm. funny. We, and I, this is, you know, we, everyone talks about education and the failings of education and there's so many of them. But one of the biggest ones to me is you have almost no education throughout your entire school life and how to manage money right like there's almost mm -hmm. nothing there's almost no part you learn about the most pointless historical facts you learn about the dumbest things high even then go to high-end physics that you'll never use yet do you ever at any point actually learn how to freaking manage money how to invest money how to how to how to not spend every freaking dime you have 
It's it's not a focus at all. No, you don't. And wouldn't that be valuable? Yeah. So you do, do that at great. Home? Did you do that with your kids at all? Did you did you have a system where like you know you do this amount of chores and you're rewarded with something? Oh sure. Or, yeah, yeah. Like what kind of uh... all kinds of systems like that? Every system we have went right out the window. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I was just oh, going to say those yeah. systems are really good. They're good for about a And then day you and implement half. them. Yeah. And then it's like whatever. Okay. Well, explain <laughs> to me the failings. <laughs> it's so it... hard to stick to a system. Yeah. I mean, we've done many, many different systems over the years. And then, <laughs> Can you remember it, any of them? Mm, like what? Like what type of thing? Like you do your chores, you get yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, free kind of allowance, allowance, or, or yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, free time. Or, or if we've also we've tried positive reinforcement as well as negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't do your your chores. We start you with a certain amount of money during the course of the week, and then if you Just don't do away. certain things, it, yeah. it's taken away. Uh, we've given them marks on a chalkboard, and then marks mean something at the end of the week that they want. Uh, yeah, we've done many, and many, why many do they, systems. Why do they fail? Because you fail? Because probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're yes. probably just not consistent enough. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I feel like it would be very hard to do. It is hard to do. It's hard uh, to be consistent. You can only spank them so much you, before you, you know. Yeah. You know, it's yes. easier. Mm-hmm. Just let them out into the wild. And That's what we open the gates. Eventually, and just decided to do. We'll see you guys. I have later. Yeah. I have one yeah. test child that I'm doing that on now. We're going to see how it works out. Really? Yeah. 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 Just let him. Just let actually, which one's your test child? You haven't met it. It's a test. It's out. Oh, okay. it's out there. <laughs> you we haven't, haven't met, met the test it? child. <laughs> Did you say you haven't met? <laughs> it? You haven't met it. When do we get to meet it? Whenever it returns, that's the test. Okay. <laughs> you're right. a good father. He's, he's great. Yeah. Let's go to Joyce in Massachusetts. Uh, Joyce, you're on with Patton Stu. Hey, how are you doing? Good. I just want to make a comment about the rodeo clowns. Sure. There is nobody that is braver than those rodeo clowns. They mm-hmm. risk their lives to protect those riders. They do use every trick in the book to distract the bull away from the fallen bull riders, right. on the inside of padded barrels, and the bull butts again, weaving across the arena, mocking the bull with matador tapes, and simply running for their lives in an attempt to reach the fence ahead of the bull, with little regard to their own safety. I've been to many PBR rodeos, nothing but professionals. The crowds love the skits that they put on by those clowns. I've been to rodeos where they've used Nixon masks, and no one has ever commented about that. And it seems that what they're trying to do is fundamentally transform this country into something that couldn't be more remote from what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's seemingly true. Um, we did get some information from the Washington Examiner today uh, in 1994 uh the uh there was a rodeo clown event and it featured George H W Bush now that was apparently okay uh because why why, why is this different then if it's a matter of right. interpretation if the issue is interpretation i i just like to point out something if somebody wants to go to the website and look at boston the giant of boston is a huge mural on the side of the building in boston and they call it the giant of boston they tried to get that mural taken down and the interpretation of what that mural is it appears that it looks like a terrorist but they're saying it's a child in pajamas so now it's a matter of interpretation where do you draw the line as I see it, they're trying to eradicate what we know is what the United States stands for. True grit, callous hands, hardworking people. I'm just really upset by 
the whole issue with the rodeo clowns, but it's just one aspect of what's happening out there. People need to stand up. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to think who's going to stand up with you. You might be standing up alone, but more of you that stand against this, it's it's horrible what they're doing. Again, trying to transform America into something that it's not. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I know the uh, there was uh, something Glenn talked about today, and if you know someone who's in a rodeo, runs a rodeo, participating, have them go and and talk about. Uh, you know, it's it's uh it's Obama mask day. Come to the rodeo with Obama mask. Do you know half price entry? Uh, because it should be people should be comfortable continuing to mock it. Um, I, I'm uh, you know obviously do it with respect. You know the for the idea of like you're not going to do something stupid and this you know you want to like you don't want to give anybody any fuel. Don't do anything that's borderline in any way. But having to, the ability to mock the president of the United States is absolutely a part of the traditions of this country and should be defended. Um, in fact, um, I, I'm pretty sure there's some people who don't even mind the mask of the president being used. Um, if you look at this particular clip from Saturday Night Live uh, from uh, a couple of years ago, uh, you will see one particular person uh, who does not mind uh, the Obama mask being used. Oh, no. Here, yeah. This is going to be so racist. It's going to be very racist. That, you that, may want absolutely. to turn away from the television set just Watch for a this moment. clip and you tell me how racist it is. Okay. Hey, great Obama mask. Yeah. Well, who is that under there? <laughs> how about that? What a racist. What a racist. That's his, that's his, that must be his mocking the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Apparently, his white half uh, being mm-hmm. racist. Uh, mm-hmm. Hello, Bill. Yes, nice to see you, Brooke. So you dressed as yourself? Well, you know, Hillary, I have nothing to hide. I enjoy being myself. I'm not going to change who I am just because it's Halloween. Well, that's... That's great. Prototypical Saturday Night Live sketch there. Wow, that awful? Awful. That is... There was not a second of funny in that. I don't don't remember that either. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't remember seeing it, hearing about it, nothing. Listener tipped us off to it uh, during the show today. But, I mean, her... Hillary's incredibly funny had a whole week to write the response to that was, Okay... (laughs) <laughs> that was it that was it that's a punchline uh, okay good really good that went well yeah she see she was frustrated with the situation yeah i see what i see what you're saying he he didn't like mm-hmm. she didn't like what he said and was therefore frustrated and right. then said and then okay but in reality Pat, she doesn't really think, mean it was okay though, did she? yeah this is what you're missing yeah what I am think. i missing on this is that normally you'd say okay to say mm-hmm. okay that's a great thing that you just pointed out right she's saying it she's in a saying, sarcastic manner yeah. oh i see bill's comeback was great what did bill say nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i wish so. he'd said more of that during his presidency triple eight seven two seven back Together we can. Mm-hmm. Together, Together we, we are. are. 
And together we will be the change that we seek. And together we're incredibly, incredibly creepy. Yeah. That is like a horror movie. It really is. Oh, my gosh. It really is. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Uh, last night, something happened on the on the Daily Show that I actually actually quite enjoyed, mm. which uh, I, I guess John Oliver, this Brit, has been filling in the whole summer for uh, John Stewart. Is that right? the whole summer off? Do you get the summer? I think he gets the whole summer Man, that's off. That's a good gig. That's awesome. It's a great gig. Yeah. Uh, if you can get it, and apparently he has. Uh, but they took on uh, Chris Matthews, who made just a uh, another fantastic prediction, and they're talk. He he's talking about that prediction. Here's John Oliver from the Daily Show. It's not just that the media is already ramping up their 2016 coverage; it's that some of them are already trying to wind it down. I predict the hard right is going to take over the Republican Party in 2016, and the nomination is going to Rand Paul. You watch. This is what I do for a living. Ooh. <laughs> really? Because all this time, I thought you were paid to spit on a camera lens. <laughs> Look, great. If making sound predictions is what Chris Matthews does for a living, then he may have a bit of a problem, because finding sound bites of people saying things that directly contradict the claim they've just made, that's what we do for a living. <laughs> so... Who did Chris Matthews see going all the way to the White House in 2008? Let me ask you about Rudy Giuliani. I believe he's not only running, I think he's going to win this whole thing come around the next election. That's right, yeah. (laughs) You remember him, current president Rudy Giuliani. You remember the formidable contender in the 2008 election who won in the primaries only one more delegate than I did. Look, let's be fair, that was a whole presidential election ago. Everyone is allowed the mulligan, and Matthews made up for that by completely nailing his prediction of who would win the Republican primaries in 2012. You watch Bachman. She's got the action this time. She stands for something. She's going all the way. She's going to win this thing. I'll tell you right now, I predict she beats Romney. It's what he does for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Money. Human money. Is he a psychic or a time traveler? (laughs) Either way, we must burn him as a witch. (laughs) Chris Matthews doesn't just routinely have egg on his face. He has a chicken copping a squat onto his face, laying an egg between his eyes, on that egg, punching the egg, and then rubbing it all over his face. That is outstanding. That is brilliant. I love that. Really good. Yeah, he's funny. Really good. He should really, have a really show good. instead he of John Stewart. Yes, mm. yes, and he should do he, he should do that kind of stuff he should, instead he, of take apart people who don't deserve it. No, I, you know what he should do is just do it to Chris Matthews every night. <laughs> every night. <laughs> That's all I and want. And it would be brilliant. Yeah, I would watch that show. That was awesome. And usually it's just not. Yeah, I, yeah. There's it's something, just not. I will say that John Stewart, well, to be fair to John Stewart, and of course he would never be fair to us, but to be fair to John Stewart, he probably would do that to Chris Matthews, yes, that same would. segment. Yeah, Although this guy had a little, at least a little bit more energy. I don't know. There's something about his delivery that was much, much funnier. Yeah, I mean, it's, been I'm just, it might be I'm just sick of the Stewart thing. I'm just, it's just tired, you know. Mm-hmm. He looks tired. He's mm-hmm. been doing it in a tired fashion for a long time. This guy mm-hmm. seemed pretty funny. Good, you know, good energy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. I'm sure he's a leftist, just like uh, John Stewart is. But uh, yeah, that was good. It was refreshing. It was fun. Now, I guess uh, Stewart's off because he's doing a movie of some kind. Oh, well, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be. I, I couldn't believe because uh, it's amazing. Uh, these big shows have been taken apart. Uh, the the left all of a sudden, 
We, you know, we talked about bottom, talking about capitalism, Ashton Kutcher, talking about hard work, uh, Daily Show bashing Chris Matthews, and then the Louis Farrakhan show. They took on, uh, they took on Obama. Really? Did you see that? No. It's, it's, a, it's a hilarious segment. The, you gotta check it out. The Louis Farrakhan show? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> this guy. First of all, oh, I gotta wow. check that out. Check this out. All right. Even though we in 2013 are celebrating a black two-term president, mm-hmm. despite all of our hoping and dreaming, brother simply has not been able to repair the damage caused by centuries of racism, greed. President Obama may have done his best to plug the holes of this fast sinking ship but the fact is that when President Obama was sworn in on January 20th 2009 the black unemployment rate was 12.7% it now stands at 13.8% meanwhile the wealth gap is now so wide that white Americans now have 22 times more wealth than the average black American. So even though one of our own has reached the pinnacle of American political system, his presence in that highest political office has not, cannot, and will not solve our problems. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, the 22 times more uh, wealth like thing, to, I, yeah. I I don't know about that stat, but I'd like to look into it. First of all, there are many more white people than black people. When that <laughs> is the case. What? That when is you've the, got When oh. you've got three times as many white people as black people. I don't people, think that can't possibly be the stat he's talking about. They're going Till. to have more wealth. Yeah, that's Emmett Till, Phil. Yeah, that's sure. Till, Phil. Yeah. Uh, I, it's got to be. I mean, wealth is a weird one that they like to use. Uh, and when I say that, I mean people on the left who like to use, when they compare rich people to poor people, they like to use wealth because wealth is different than earnings. Uh, wealth has to do with the, your decision making. Wealth has to do with how you spend your money. Wealth has to do with a lot more than whether the society is unfair. But they use that because it usually gives them good numbers. Twenty-two times. I've never heard that number before. I, I assume either. I would have uh, if if Lewis was right on that. But we'll check it out. Back in a second. No, they're my sandwiches and my tots. Your food's over there. I thought you brought mine over here. I didn't bring yours over here. Why didn't you bring mine? It was kind of inconsiderate. Well, I mean, you can get it. It's right over there. I mean... We ordered Hooters, and now it's here. I'm not going to do this show mm-hmm. when there's Hooters here. I'm not going to do a show and say... I know. That's what bugs me. I told them, we need another 10 minutes to finish eating. Is this our fault? They told me... We did you not say minutes. it? Did you what say mean? it to them, or did you say it to... No, I said it to them. Yeah, and they didn't care. They didn't care. 
I should go sit on the couch. I'm not, I can't sit on the couch right now. I'm eating. Yeah, I got food. Uh, but uh, this tater tot is covered with cheese. Oh and I gosh. eat it? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. So we got Hooters because um. Hooters, uh, Hooters uh, just is, they did the sign. They did the cool it sign. It wasn't an excuse to it, order Hooters. No, it was just because they did the sign. Yeah, in San Diego um, at another location. You know, and then Stu started talking about the Hooters uh, grilled cheese with uh, with chicken strips in it. And I thought, well, I saw it on the menu there. It's yeah. my duty as an American to try that. Yeah. Get out of there, Jeffy! Jeffy, get! Jeffy! Get out of there. You guys are on the air. Get out of there. Get, Jeffy. Get! Ooh, get. these fries are good. Get, get, oh my. get out of here. Do you have any more food? No, I don't. Just get out. Get out. What's this? Get out! Stu's got some more over here. Get out. I got, no, I don't. I don't. There's nothing over there. Those are empty? Yeah, they're all, all right. empty. All right. Now it's over here. You know, Hooters has been known as a defender of women's rights for a long time. <laughs> I'm, that's why we're, we're celebrating it today. Yes. Well, I mean. On the couch. It's not a strip club, after all, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a respectable place where they serve yummy, yummy mm -hmm. uh Chicken sandwiches like this. So it's, uh, it's, got, it's got a chick like those chicken fingers, basically. Yeah, it's got chicken strips in it, mm -hmm. and then they slathered it with cheese. I mean, there's barbecue nothing more American. There? There's nothing more right than that. Is that wing sauce or that. barbecue sauce or something? Like yeah, that? wing sauce. Mm -hmm. I think on it. So uh, That's brilliant. And these curly fries. Oh, there you go. See those? See how it's curly? Mm -hmm. They're curly, but and they taste like normal fries, not like curly fries. Which I like because I don't like the super um, seasoned ones. I just like fried. It tastes like a fry. Is that wrong of me? Yeah. I don't think so. You know what else? Uh, uh, Hooters, so. at least in San Diego, uh, thinks they, they make good food like this. Mm -hmm. And then they also uh, care about their employees. Yeah. Uh, care about women in general. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't want the mayor living there uh, or going uh, inside in any way. Here's the, uh, do we have the sign? Uh, uh, yeah, here it is. <clears throat> there it is. And they have that at all four, apparently, of their Hooters restaurants in San Diego. This establishment recognizes that we all have political differences, and we serve people from all walks of life. We also mm -hmm. believe it's imperative for people to have standards. The mayor of San Diego will not be served in this establishment. We believe women should be treated with respect. <clears throat> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, mayor of whatever. Mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah. Oh, can you carry this for a minute? I'm going to eat some grilled cheese. No, I'm eating some chicken right now. Okay. Jeffy? Jeffy? How about you? I am all for the Hooters <laughs> in San Diego, heaven for women's rights. And I'd like to thank Hooters for these wings today here in Dallas, Texas. I'd also like to say hello to Bob Passwater in Clearwater, Florida at the uh, corporate office. Bob? Yeah, that's right. We paid full price for these. Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did. I remember Jeffy having a Hooters media card back in the day. <laughs> yes, I Didn't did. Didn't you? Oh, yeah. Jeffy had a card where he could go into Hooters and pay half price for like, all 50 this Hooters. 50% off, baby. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Glenn and I, when Hooters was just getting started, like 1990, and they were just starting to explode, and uh, they were a big deal because, you know, their waitresses wore these skippy outfits. And they started in Florida, right? And yes. then they were popping up in some other cities. And Baltimore was one of those cities, and, and they have the Inner Harbor area, which they just paid $2 billion to renovate. And so they opened a Hooters location in inner city Baltimore, and they invited us, Glenn and I, uh, to come down to the restaurant and at their grand opening uh, become Hooters waitresses. With, <laughs> Wait, we wore what? the skimpy uh, shorts. 
And the nylons. No, you did not. And um, yes, we did too. Where is this? The and the this actually occurred. And the halter tops, the Hooters halter tops, and we served people food for about an hour. I may pay one hundred thousand dollars for photos of that. <laughs> I really hope there are none uh, in existence. If now. you live in Baltimore and you saw this happen, <laughs> if you were at Hooters and have a promotional archive, mm -hmm. perhaps photos do exist of Glenn Beck and Pat Gray. I don't think in it these exists. Outfits. I don't think it exists. Why would you don't think anyone took a picture I don't, I don't think of anybody you took a two guys in no, hot I don't think pants? So. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. So I'm pretty sure that nobody had cameras then. This was 1990. There weren't cameras yet. <laughs> you know, very few people had cameras. Really? Yeah, no access to cameras. Remember that in the 90s? There was almost no cameras then. <laughs> and so I'm sure there's no photos of that. But hmm. uh, yeah, very embarrassing. <laughs> but it also shows we were a little more dainty back in 1990 than we currently are. You today. wouldn't do that today? No, I would not. <laughs> Would not do that today. Why not? Uh, I don't want to. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't want you to. Let's just, just leave it at that. Yeah, just I'm so sure you, know. you don't. So what I'm else sure do we have know. here? Because I know, um, do we have? Uh, we have something else. Uh, we have uh, We have me as king. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Mm, yeah. Sure. I'm told we have me as king. What? This is, this is a com completely unrelated, but you look about as sexy as I would picture you as hot pants. Would I? What does it say? When, when I, I see, see the, the calories, calories, I order the thing with the higher number because I assume that will taste better. <laughs> what is that from? This may or may not be appearing in the wonderful world of stupid. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> That's a great, and I did say those words. <laughs> I've just never dressed in that fashion. Well, I, I don't, it could be. That could be you dressing like that, no? <clears throat> no. Well, you know you've dressed in hot not. pants. Yes, that is a fact. Uh, so that's actually covered up much more there. That uh, coming up, right. Wonderful World of Sue this weekend in a uh, new monologue about the, uh, the unexpected failures of Obamacare that no one could possibly have predicted okay. uh, before they actually occurred. Mm -hmm. And that's a little, we use that in there. I think, um, we, we, I think we also have some tweets mm -hmm. about ho Hooters, right? Uh, sure. We have this tweet about the Hooters situation. Our Hooters girls in San Diego have spoken, uh, have spoken. Yeah. There you go. It's not a corporate gig, but we support our girls. Step into awesome. And there they are. There they are. They've spoken. Oh, there they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get the idea. There they are. No, wait, hold on. Let me see one real quick. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Uh, we also have the uh, uh, Obama rodeo clown situation, this um, Missouri State Fair. The president of the Missouri State Fair, is that what we have here? The, uh, the guy announcing that he's going to uh, resign. And the reason he resigns is pretty fascinating because it's not like, okay, I'm resigning because you're treating this guy like crap. It's I'm resigning because you're not treating him like Enough crap. Right. right. Well, that's so not the Missouri, the head of the Missouri State Fair. He's the head of the Missouri Rodeo Clown Association or whatever. Oh, it's the rodeo clown guy? Yeah. Who the, doesn't want him in the association anymore? Right. He was the, the president of the Rodeo Clown Association or something like that. I keep it's called. waiting for mm. this clip of this rodeo clown saying something racist or saying, something. I can't wait to kill I the know. president or something crazy like that. We've heard nothing. Nothing. The only thing is. He, we, th they are talking about him being quote unquote run down in a bullfight, which of course is what happens in a bullfight. Yeah. Uh, you know, like this is rodeo 101. It happened. We should, we, we've talked about already the, uh, the, the, uh, 
the guy, uh, them, them using Bush as a rodeo clown earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I mean, this is standard fare. This is not even, I mean, the, the guy was talking about the, the gig itself, the, the, the joke. And the joke is, we were talking about this, this is um, the, uh, uh, the, the dummy you're looking at now. And you say, okay, well, look, oh, that's, that's not a, even a guy, right? It's not even a guy, right? Like, because you can see in the background, he's being propped up by a broom. And then the joke is, you think it's a dummy, but in reality, it's a real person in there. So it looks, you think it's a dummy, and then he jumps up and runs around. So you're surprised by that and would maybe laugh. Okay, it is not a dummy. That is, is my understanding. It, it is. is the it is the rodeo clown. He is in there. Yes. Well, when if we ever get to the video... Uh, you hear, you hear the, I think you hear the, is this where you hear the guy? Did they tell you about our yeah. famous helper we're going to have out here tonight? No, they did not. You ain't seen him over Who is it? It's Obama. Hey, let me tell these people about who we got helping. Obama's going to have to just stay there. Obama, watch out for those bulls. And don't forget Obama. And uh, President Obama. Okay. Wow! Look at the hate. Big deal. That look at the almost hate. Almost makes it worse. So when he says when he says that, I guess was so offensive was that uh, you got this guy running around, acting like I'm a rodeo clown, and I admit it sort of thing. He is running around, not knowing he's a ro he's just a clown, right? Something yeah, like that. Something to that effect, yeah. Uh, that's the big problem here. Yeah, that's terrible. The president's a clown. <laughs> Deal and the big deal. The guy that uh, is retiring and saying bad things about the clown, the president mm -hmm. of the clown association, he is saying that that wasn't him. Yeah, right. I mean, you can obviously tell the difference between the <clears throat> clowns and the, yes, the announcer. I think of the, what's happening good. here, if I could try to construct from that video. You have a guy in the Obama costume. He's not speaking. Then you have another rodeo clown. Mm -hmm. He is speaking. He's the one that keeps bringing up Obama. I think so, too, yeah. And then there's a third person who's the announcer who's speaking as well. So I okay, think you're I think hearing so. two voices, but there's three yes. people involved. Am I, I right on I, that? I agree with that. I, I know this is high-tech high stuff here when we're talking no, about it. It is. <laughs> I agree with it that. It is high-tech. Uh, and, um, you know, we've never seen anybody in a mask before. No. Uh, so happened. we're trying to break this down. Because nobody's ever won a worn a presidential mask before. Well, the uh, reason we haven't heard from people that were actually at the rodeo is because it was so horrific. I mean, you saw how horrific it was. Yeah. I mean, Nobody could even speak even afterwards. <laughs> they were so offended. A lot of them committed suicide. Most of those people are now dead. Yep. They went home and just took arsenic, and they're all oh, dead now. They couldn't take it anymore. And they couldn't take it anymore because like, yeah. it was so horrific. They called the president a clown. <laughs> I must now die. This is the culture, though, man. I mean, they, they, it is overwhelming. Look at this. After Sandy Hook, you have shows. NBC was getting ready to air on NBC Sports, and they canceled these shows because someone completely unrelated did illegal things with the thing they're featuring in the show, which were guns. Uh, I mean, what an mm -hmm. insane standard. Mm -hmm. Luckily, there are different places for your shows to air, like such as The Blaze. Everywhere like such as. Everywhere like such as The, the Blaze. Blaze. And here's mm -hmm. the trailer for one of the shows. Okay.
I've won just about every competition there ever was. You get to the next level by being the first one on the range and the last one to leave. The only show where you can find the world's best shooters on and off the range. This is what I've always dreamt of being. Hot Shots, premiering August 17th at 4 p.m. Eastern. The Blaze broadcast of Hot Shots is brought to you by Crossbreed Holsters. Handcrafted concealment holsters. Order now at crossbreedholsters.com. Oh, my gosh, there's a gun on that show. Mm-hmm. Multiple guns, it seemed mm. like. People shooting them at things. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You know what that's like? Emmett Till. Same In thing. my mind? Same thing. Same thing. Uh, by the way, <laughs> that's not the only uh, show. I think that one, I'm not sure which one. It was one of these two shows was one that was going on NBC and was actually pulled because of Sandy Hook. And they were like, we're not going to air any yeah. gun shows because guns are evil. One. It's the next one. Was it it's called Three Gun Nation? Uh, let's check out that trailer. Accuracy, speed, discipline. You have to push, push, push. You shoot against the best guys in the world. Follow amateur and professional shooters as they battle for the ultimate prize. Three Gun Nation. Premiering August 17th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. The Blaze broadcast of Free Gun Nation is brought to you by Liberty Safe and the Safe Alert Monitoring System. Learn more at LibertySafe.com. More guns, more guns. More guns. Oh my gosh. You know what you can oh do with a Liberty gosh. Safe? You can put guns in it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is just atrocious. Yeah, by the way, both of those shows uh, starting uh, uh, on Saturday, uh, just six hours before the wonderful world of stew. Just six hours. Just six hours before. Before. So if you're doing, if you're at your uh, your wonderful mm -hmm. world of stew a viewing party, mm -hmm. uh, there's thousands set up. You can go to a wonderful world of stew everywhere. Like such as where. Dot com. Yeah, give me one. Give me uh, one place where there's a wonderful world. Of there's stew a whole viewing. map of them. At, uh, Is it wonderful? That? Wonderful world of stew viewing parties. Dot com. Dot com. And uh, just go there and check. Well, yeah, guys, there's a slash, slash there. Uh, just go there. Line. You'll get a map of the wonderful world of underscore <laughs> viewing parties near you. Many of them start <laughs> six to eight hours before the okay. event anyway. So uh, oh, while sure. you're there, check oh, out sure. those two new shows All right. uh, on uh, The Blaze on Enjoy. Saturday. It's like Super Bowl Sunday every Sunday, or Saturday, I mean, whenever Stu's on. Right. You, you that's, know what I mean? that's what I say. It's like Super Bowl Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, more Pat and Stu coming up. together uh-huh that's wonderful world of stew viewing parties.com <laughs> backslash squiggly line underscore I should actually check there's probably some porn set up there already probably wonderful world of stew viewing parties.com <laughs> you should just put a blank map up there like one near my house <laughs> one near dallas uh yeah Interesting. No, I don't see anything. Either. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking of porn sites, though, I believe uh, today it was announced that uh, the, the Wait, what? I'm sorry. Are you going to a news item on porn sites right now? I thought so. Why not? All right. Okay. What is it? I believe that uh, the United States is number one in uh, the porn movie industry, uh, ranked today. That's wonderful. Yeah. We're number one. We are number one. We're 
Twitter number one. What? Uh, yeah, they said California uh, has the most in the state. Right? Yeah, the most in the United States, and it would be number two in the world all by itself. That's how many porn sites California has. Yeah. Wow, and that's interesting because I would think they'd be more like oh, offshore. You know, apparently not. Just the ones Jeffy goes to. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So. Is porn, uh, what are the legal uh, lines on porn? Can you, like, because I remember, didn't they just pass something in Los Angeles, like, that made porn, like, you have to wear condoms or something, and then they were talking about it was going to destroy the industry? Well, yeah, you have to wear condoms. And they also uh, uh, stopped filming uh, for a while because there was an actor or actors. <laughs> I do remember the outbreak. Is that were, yeah, there was, the big, <laughs> there was a big AIDS outbreak yeah. epidemic that someone was having sex. Uh, was it AIDS or was it something really? I think it was something else. It, it may have been. Whatever yeah. disease it not, was. Not pretty. You, know, not you pretty. can catch several diseases. and you can? There's only a few that have creams to make it go away. Anyway, the... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. We're going to let you just stay out there with that one. Just let you hang. Mm-hmm. Right just, out just throwing it out there. Just but you know, thank you, thank you for that. You know, we appreciate yeah. that. It takes a while sometimes to get rid of stuff. I think people were like, "Can you guys just go back to eating on the couch again?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, where are we? I don't even know. Well, we did the gun shows, which I, they look pretty cool. I don't, we can't air every gun show. I don't think. I don't think we can buy every show that's been canceled by another network because they've all wussed out. We would <laughs> we wouldn't be able to fit them all in our schedule. Uh, but we do have two great ones coming up this weekend. Um, we can talk a little bit about the movies coming out this weekend as it relates to violence because Jim Carrey. Uh, was very upset about uh, his movie, Kick-Ass 2, which is a fake superhero movie in which there's a lot of violence. Um, I guess it's uh, he was so upset, he he had to basically denounce the movie and say, I, I no longer can promote this movie. It's too violent. I think we have his tweet, don't we? Do we have the original tweet from, uh, from Jim Carrey? Because um, he talked about, uh, I did Kick-Ass 2, yeah, a month, a month before Sandy Hook. And now, in all good conscience, I cannot support that level of violence. My apologies to others involved with the film. I am not ashamed of it, but recent events have caused a change in my heart. Uh-huh. Really, Jim? It's mm. oh, beautiful. It is beautiful. It is so, 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 so beautiful. Then he realized after that how much change it would affect his wallet, so he came, came back with an apology. Did he apologize for this? Well, it's almost an apology. Yeah, he kind of did back off of it a little yeah. bit. But uh, here is uh, his co-star. This is uh, Chloe Moretz. Uh, she is the hit girl. She's hit girl. She's the movie. Like the Kick-Ass was this hit girl is this like young girl, and she's really tough. That's kind of her thing. She was trained by like an assassin or something, which was Nicolas Cage's character uh, in the first movie. Uh, anyway, uh, that's her dad. Uh, here's what she says. It's a movie. If you're going to believe and be affected by an action film, you shouldn't go to see Pocahontas because you're going to think you are a Disney princess. I mean, that's a fantastic quote. Uh, if you're easily swayed, you might see the Silence of the Lambs and think you are a serial killer. It's a movie and it's fake. And I've known that since I was a kid. I don't, I don't want to run around killing people and cussing. If anything, these movies teach you what not to do. I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's... It's certainly not for kids, this movie. I mean, it's an R-rated movie. Uh, it's, you know, you're not supposed to have kids in it at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, there is some violence that is named, aimed at kids that can be problematic. This is, I think, a different story. And Jim Carrey is completely hypocritical. Uh, what do you mean you don't feel ashamed about it? Yeah, you do. You should feel ashamed about it if you think you're you're giving some horrible message to the, to the rest of the world. He's a confused, screwed-up, moronic guy yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know what he feels or how to feel for that matter 
here's a here's the trailer of the movie though, and it's it's coming out this month, right? Yeah. Here's a little uh, preview. Discretion is advised. Of kick ass. Rental discretion is advised. Good morning. Ready to go again? What do you want me to do? Hit me. You're a fifteen year old. What the hell? Oh, God. Oh, take your tampon out, Dave. <laughs> they may wear costumes, but it isn't Halloween. They're real-life superheroes. Me and Hit Girl were training every day. There were more and more people joining us every night. Colonel Stars and Stripes supporting for duty. We try to have fun. What's the point? The world full of superheroes. Where do they get a load of me? I'm gonna make you kick ass pay for what he did to my dad. I'm building an evil army. Who is this guy? He's claiming to be the world's first real supervillain. I'm pretty sure the only thing we didn't see there were the uh, closing credits, and it looks like we saw some of them. Some yeah, of them too. Uh-huh. So, yeah, what is that like a 25 minute trailer? <laughs> it is a long. Shockingly, that was only two minutes. So, not a good sign that you felt it was long. No, that felt oh my really, really long. Because uh, the movie only felt like to be there a day. <laughs> the rap uh, is writing about the box office uh, record potentially for 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, this summer's box office has seen more mega budget movies roll out than any in history. But whether it's a record, you're hinges on the success of Kick Ass 2. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's just the one that basically the best shot to get it over the all time record, which is of course a weird measure because you can't. Yeah, you, you can't, know, you're not gonna break that every single year. Yeah, you can you can break it. Yeah, pretty routinely. I mean, it's you know like it might not be the strongest movie uh, year for movies, but they have released a lot of big budget movies. When you release a hundred and ninety million dollar movie and it makes fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still $50 million in the column of the, you know what I mean? It, it's just kind of like a misleading number, but still, it could be interesting. I, I don't know. I, uh, I did not think this was a good summer for movies at all. Not. I mean. At all. I, I'd love to see, I really would love to see Elysium, even now. Um, really? Even with the socialism? Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, because I'm really curious now about how socialist it is. With the Hollywood Reporter uh, thing, that it was the most blatantly socialist agenda movie in Hollywood memory. I thought, wow, really? And then the producer has the nerve, the guts to say, uh, no, it isn't. No, I, I had none of that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'd like embarrassing. To, I'd like to see for myself. Triple eight seven two seven back.
727-BECK is the phone number. Uh, interesting story uh, about uh, your efforts to get the blaze on cable systems across America. Like, this is pretty interesting. Well, an unabashedly right-wing television network uh, bla- blaze its way into the lopsidedly left-wing Burlington, as in Burlington, Vermont. It will if Jerry Kaufman, chairman of Burlington Telecom's uh, Cable Advisory Council, gets his way. Kaufman wants BT to carry The Blaze, a TV outlet launched last year by Tea Partying talk show host Glenn Beck. A Burlington physician and supporter of the Israel Center of Vermont, Kaufman sees The Blaze as a potential counter to Al Jazeera, an Arab news network that BT has made available to Mm -hmm. subscribers for the past six years. Good. Al Jazeera is dangerous, Kaufman said in an interview last week. He charged the uh, Qatar, uh, Qatar, what is it, Qatar now, or are we going with Qatar? What's the I go with Qatar. Okay. Base channel in is spreading Sharia, uh, a.k.a. Islamic law in the United States. A significant number of conservatives in Burlington might be persuaded to subscribe to BT if it picked up X the blaze, Kaufman suggested correctly. That's me adding correctly. Their addition to the city-owned utilities' current set of 4,200-paying customers could possibly cover the uh, cost of making the blaze available, he added. Burlington's Telecom's uh, general manager, Stephen uh, Baraclaw, said uh, talks of the blaze about terms are at an early stage. It may or may not happen, he commented. Uh, then you go to, this is pretty interesting, Josh Raffel, which is, uh, he's one of our PR hacks. <laughs> he just likes when I call him that. Uh, a spokesman for the Blaze uh, wrote in an email on Monday that the Blaze has gotten a lot of customer requests through social media and other platforms asking that its content be available through BT. No objections have so far been lodged. Listen to this. This is interesting, Pat. No objections have so far been lodged with BT in regard to a potential arrangement with the Blaze, they said. Sandy Baird, a leftist activist and member of the Cable Advisory Council, added that none of the group's members have expressed opposition to adding a conservative voice to BT's roster of 250 channels. Quote, I support the efforts to have the Blaze TV come to Burlington because I support free speech and believe we should have access to as many political perspectives as possible. I love her. Wow. I mean, that's sounds she's a like, leftist. Yeah. That's a leftist, pretty great stuff. Not even a leftist, a leftist activist. That's pretty great. That's how she's described here. More of a, uh, that is pretty fantastic. great. Hats off to her. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, really encouraging to see, uh, someone uh, on the left talk about mm-hmm. that because it's something that we talk about a lot. Gee, did you hear that? Direct TV? <laughs> I wonder. Did they hear that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Did they hear it? I don't know the Should answer. Should somebody call and say, did you hear that? Did you hear these reasonable, uh, right-thinking people? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you read about them? Did you hear the paper? Is it the radio? That's a really good Jay Leno. <laughs> Thank you. I think that might just Thank win you. him over. Yeah, that one was good. That one was good. That one was good. was really good. Uh, did you also, are you done or is it, was there, was there more? Uh, that was pretty much it, although I just, uh, it, it's <laughs> nice to see someone on the left kind of come out and do the stuff that we've been doing for a long time, which is uh, there's that simple rule you can always follow when you when someone pisses you off. And someone says something you don't like. Should their voice allowed to be heard? Be allowed to be heard. The answer is always more voices, not less. Mm. It's a very simple thing to remind yourself of because at times, you know, some liberal will do something that you don't like, and you say, "Well, I don't, you know, that's annoying. They should be thrown off the air or whatever." More voices, not less. It never hurts you to hear a liberal say their opinion. Really? What if this? What if the kill stew channel comes on? Is that what you're going to say about it? <laughs> 
if the Kill Stew channel comes on, <laughs> okay, and it's twenty four hours a day programming uh, on how to kill Stuber gear. Like, like what would you? Some of the, you gonna, can you can you describe some of the shows? What yeah, would like, like? Uh, like let's hang him. Uh, <laughs> That's a another show? one would be we could boil him in battery acid. Really? That's a show. Yeah, those are two suggested shows on okay. Let's Kill Stu. Yeah. So now, like, would you say we need more voices? Well, I'm fine with it being on? I'm just saying. Would you say that? It doesn't sound like I don't a think good so. programming. I mean, Let's Hang Him is more <laughs> of a sentence than it is They just don't watch, show. right? They don't get necessarily a large, wide audience. <laughs> but they have a few people who just don't like Stu and would like to kill him. Are you saying more voices, not less? I am. In that case. I, it's a simple rule. <laughs> okay. Uh, more voices, right. not less. Yes. Maybe All right. We should so have you've some just green lighted. Let's kill Stu. Let's get the, let's get some graphics made up. The All let's right. get Stu, uh, kill All Stu right. channel, <laughs> uh, featuring programs such as Let's Hang Him. Yeah. And, and uh, let's, let's boil him <laughs> in battery I, acid. I, w- I, I, I would like to be the executive producer of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just for you know, just to make sure everything runs good. Right. Well, thank right. you, Jeff. Sure. I, I don't. I don't okay. know why you'd want to be involved. In that. Uh, uh, I love this story from uh, from Utah, actually. A uh, teen who plotted a Columbine-type attack last year, last year, <laughs> lost his race for mayor of the city in which he was plotting the attack. A uh, Utah teenager arrested last year in a Columbine-inspired plot to blow up his high school was eliminated in the race Tuesday for mayor of Roy, Utah. Results released by officials... Uh, last night showed 18-year-old Joshua Kyler Hogan received less than 5% of the vote, so he's out. Uh, the current mayor, Joe Ritchie, and, and a councilman were the top vote-getters, and they'll they'll have a runoff. Uh, Hogan pleaded guilty in 2012, just last year, to possession of a weapon of mass destruction and spent six months in juvenile detention. Police say Hogan and an older classmate plotted an attack inspired by Columbine. Uh, the Blaze had that story in uh, January of 2012, Hogan said he recognized... I love this. Listen to this. Hogan said he recognized what he did was wrong and he was rehabilitated and prepared to lead the city of about 37,000 people north of Salt Lake City. He insisted he never really had any intent to bomb the school. Wait, that was what your plot was? What are you talking about? He didn't have intent. He said, quote, people should trust me because I've proven one thing. That I'm human. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. really what you proved? That is, that is, I, I that don't is think strong. that's what you proved. I have made mistakes just like the rest of us. Yes. We've all made mistakes in our pasts, and I'm no exception. Um, Quick Josh, vote. Josh, no. Quick vote. How this, many of us? This guy or Anthony Weiner? I'm voting this guy. There's Are a, you really? There's a chance he's turned it around. Oh, yeah. There's no chance Wiener's Plus, turned Plus, he's in Roy, Utah. We could go to the burger bar. <laughs> right, which we did already <laughs> once, yeah. and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. So we'd go there again. Uh, so we could go there again um, if he doesn't blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about the effectiveness of that policy. Um, you know, we are going to get that pothole fix, or I will blow up the guy who runs the construction company. You might get things done in Roy. You might get a lot done. Finally get things done in Roy, and I've been saying forever. How many times have they said, we can't get anything done in Roy? That's all you talked about when we were there. Yeah, right? Everything. Right? Oh, my gosh. Seriously, I mean, we've all made mistakes. That's what you've got to say. I've made mistakes just like anyone. No, most of us haven't plotted to blow up schools, Josh. Most of us us. That goes beyond mistake. That's to psychotic murderer. Most of us haven't been caught. 
You're going to judge him for his past, Jeffy? Is yeah, that what no, we're going to start not. doing now? I'm is not. that what we're going to start doing? I don't I'm think so. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think, you know, it's like it's like the uh, the stock ads. Past performance is no indication of future performance, right? So Amen. his past is no indication that he's going to blow anything up in the future. Leave me alone. Let me be mayor of Roy. And he's go. got a good point, I guess, along those lines. It's amazing that he had a Columbine-style sty- attack planned and only spent six months in juvie. How did that happen? I think that's a miscarriage of justice right there. And then you let him out, yeah. and let and he's able to run for mayor of the city. America so is a great country, isn't it? Great country. When you, when you start bombing things, you don't become mayor of a city. You become a professor in Chicago. <laughs> Thank you. That's correct. That's correct. Idiot. Go get a professorship in Chicago. You can and be a well-respected guy that gets interviewed on MSNBC. A neighbor of the weeks. president. Yeah, that's all. That's you how hang you hang out do with it. him. You have the president come over to your house and start his political career in your living room. That's uh, what you do as a former bomber. Of course, the big difference is this guy didn't actually bomb anything. Well, that's right. That's yeah, true. He wasn't actually. No one actually died no. in his attack. No, because it didn't happen. Yeah, so he's actually more qualified to be. Think about that, sphere. though. Think yeah. about that with with Bill Ayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Ayer supposedly wasn't involved in uh, the actual bombing that actually uh, wiped out the, the killed the, uh, was it the police officer, I think, that actually killed him and wounded several others. And then two of their own boneheads died when uh, a bomb went off that it wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank goodness, because it might have killed somebody else, but instead it killed the perpetrators. Um but supposedly Ayers wasn't involved in those attacks, but he was involved in many others where they blew things up at the Pentagon and they and they uh, threatened and they plotted and they planned. And he was involved in the planning of when they did take over America, which obviously didn't happen and certainly wasn't going to. But they had these visions of doing it. Uh, he was actually he they actually had a plan to send people to reeducation camps. They were going to bring in the Russians and the North Koreans to administer re-education camps. And if Americans who were uh, conservative couldn't be rehabilitated to their way of thinking, they were prepared to murder 25 million people. Just 25. That's who Bill Ayers was and is. He's never disavowed any of that. Any of it. In fact, he was pissed he didn't do enough. There was an article that came out on September 11th, 2001, or was it September 10th? It was 2001. I think it was September 11th, the day September 11th happened, where Bill Ayers was quoted as saying, I didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. I'm bummed that I didn't do enough. I mean, that's phenomenal. That is the home. That's the man whose home Barack Obama started his political career in. (laughs) You wouldn't believe it if it was a movie. You just wouldn't believe it. You would not believe that. Welcome to America. Triple eight seven two seven back.
Really weird day. A lot of weird things happening today. Well, Glenn keeps saying it means something, and maybe it does. Maybe it does. I hope it does. I hope he's right. I don't know. I don't know if he is, but you know, maybe the fact that Bono and Ashton Kutcher and everybody are saying, um, not everybody, but those two guys. So many well, people. The left. Uh, I mean, that's the so many the for left the left from the uh, the cable company. Oh yeah. Exciting. All right. Take all right. It. Okay. I will take it. So you have all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it mean anything? I don't know. Maybe it does mean we're about to win. Or maybe it just means it was a really cool day. Yeah, we can have a good day occasionally. Sure. Uh, but the biggest story on the Blaze right now is this uh, Ashton Kutcher story. I mean, story. it's bigger. ridiculous big. Yeah, you know. We, I'm starting to think it's just teen girls clicking on Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, it could be that. That's it what I'm starting to think. Uh, the way, uh, you know, on the site we can tell what the most, you know, most popular stories are. And, you know, you have, like, right now, I don't have the thing in front of me, but the second most popular story was, like, Glenn's thing last night where he told the story, this uh, mm. awful story of this these, this couple that was murdered. Um, and it's, it's a riveting story and also really tough to listen to and, and read the details of. Yeah. And he told the story last night, and that's a big story. Like, it's uh, our typical-sized <clears throat> big story. Um, and then this Ashton Kutcher speech is probably four or five times as big. I, it's really, I mean, I'm not saying it's uh, a bad uh, speech. I mean, yeah. You see, see the bigger the box, the bigger the story, the more people that are clicking on it. The 9382 isn't an exact number of how many people are on it, right? Is That's right. my understanding anyway. I don't know what it means. That's precisely. a big number, though. Usually, you see. Uh, but it just means what means more is the, just the massive size of the box itself. And then the next two that are to the right are big. And then they get progressively smaller. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't. I, it's it is really good. Um, you know, I think the Bono one's better. I a lot better, a yeah, lot better. But it's just that Bono's not Kutcher to look at. I guess I I don't know. Is is that what it is? Is that what it is? I don't know really the answer to that. I, I didn't really think that until uh, Natasha said, "What was it you said?" It's Ashton Kutcher. Some, there's some creepy you're, you're thing. Some creepy like, icky thing. I posted it because he's hot. He's so hot. Please. And then I think she said, "Not as hot as you guys, but he's still <laughs> right." Isn't that? Wasn't oh, that? I could see that in her eyes. I didn't hear. I think it was more of an unspoken sort of. Very we knew unspoken. what she meant. And so unspoken, it was almost like it wasn't spoken. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. Yeah, but implied in sort of a non-implication way. You know what I mean? So not really. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, Wow, I don't. Yeah, I, you know, you know a, you're with me. Is this a game changer? You think me. this Ashton Kutcher thing? You think there's anything to that? I I don't know. That's what I mean. We could debate that because Glenn thinks it is. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I do feel like we could win if we made a huge push right now. If we got this uh, IRS thing back in in front of uh, I don't know some committee that's investigating, maybe get that fired up again, and even more importantly. Go to Washington on the 10th of September when this rally is being held and get, I, I don't know what it'll take, 5 million people on the mall in Washington. Oh, you're just using that. Uh, for the know, healthcare deal. You, you're talking about a big crowd, right? Yes. You're thinking of the crowd like the size of the uh, organizing for action climate uh, protest yesterday. <laughs> well, not oh that big. Gosh. I mean, that's ridiculous big. Okay. That's so I, big I we there can was shoot no one that, there. Though. It's so big that it went around the other way to, to nothingness. <laughs> That's how big that thing was. That was 
That was so big, it got really teeny. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to get to that story today. <laughs> so big, there was nobody there. Because like a hundred million people were planning to go, mm. and all of them thought, there's so many people going to this, I'm going to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It just spread through the whole community. This is a story. I was Washington Free Beacon. Mm. Not this is serious. Pat's saying no. Nobody showed up. You know, you might think, oh, they had a sparse crowd. No. So they had twelve people. No. Not a single person <laughs> showed up so at the good. Georgetown waterfront Tuesday for a climate change ag- agenda event put on by Organizing for Action, the shadowy nonprofit advocacy group born out of President Obama's 2012 campaign. The event page called for the climate change day of action rally disappeared after rainy weather appeared to drive away whatever people planned to attend. The embarrassing showing follows the news that only one volunteer stayed for an OFA Obamacare event in Centerville, Virginia, last week to work the phones. Boy, you, do, you put these stories together, it does sound like we're it's advancing. Just, it's feeling really good. Yes, it is. But then there's the other thing, the other side. We have to look at the negative too. No, we this. don't. This is going to no, be. Look, don't. I got to be honest here, Jeffy. Got to be honest here. The whole thing's about to turn around. It's all going to turn around on us tomorrow. So enjoy today. <laughs> Because Michelle Obama has helped put together a new rap album. Oh, my God. Mm. It's in an effort to inspire healthy living. Oh, boy. Kind of the healthy living we're doing, Pat. Yeah, with Pat. eating Hooters. We're eating uh, nine pounds of Hooters today. I'm so disgusted with myself. Yeah, I get that way, too. I, I hate myself right now. Because you ate all that Hooters. If I was bulimic, I'd be vomiting right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can become a, believing. Listen, That's not something to aspire like to. You listen, can do it. You get addicted to the buzz. I just hate to vomit too much, so I'm not. I'm not it, going to. It's a tough addiction to kick too. Is it I the took, vomit thing? Took me a long time to kick that addiction. <laughs> I don't you know, think it took you that long. Push, you push through it, and <laughs> and congratulations you know. on a really successful push, oh, Jeff. You get used to the buzz, though. I know. bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, I, we we do this um, <laughs> only. Probably daily uh, when we uh, order way too much food from whatever restaurant as it popped in the news. Well, that's how you kick the habit. Um, and we've uh-huh. seen this come up like, hey, there's a story about Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, let's go get Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Taco Bell, please. And then we yell about it every break <clears throat> until it's here. You know and what hasn't been in the news enough? Ruth's Chris. Yeah, no, it has I not. Know. It has not. You know, it has, you know what hasn't been in the news enough? <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's Chick-fil-A shakes. Oh, my gosh. I could, not been in the news oh, I could destroy a Chick-fil-A shake. <laughs> oh you just God. said you were full and you couldn't eat another bite. I'll vomit and- afterwards. I'll just vomit afterwards. But I'm going to have a shake. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you eat the shake. Yeah. And I've wanted one since I mentioned Burger Bar, too, because they had those thick ice cream shakes. Oh, that were really thick. They were good. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We got, I got, oh for, from Hooters, a grilled cheese sandwich and fries mm-hmm. and tater tots with cheese <laughs> and fried pickles. I'm pretty sure and- that's healthy, though. Right. Oh my well, gosh! Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a pickle. It's a, it's a vegetable. Uh, uh, so, so it's a potato, right? Right. Yeah. And then I, Pat was like, "I want a piece. How about dessert?" And then <laughs> dessert. It's, it, first of all, it's lunch. So, <laughs> is there a lunch dessert typically? Jeffy? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then so I mean, when you, you said eat, that, you have a dessert. And I, so when I said that, you were you were you were duty bound. I wasn't to go going and, to get it until but you that. had to then because I made the suggestion and you couldn't fight it off. No, you couldn't. It was my well, fault. Especially it after all that fault. fried food, you want something it's to kind of yeah, even you things gotta, out. You got it. Like cheesecake. You had to have cheesecake, and so we both did. Yeah. And so we ate like pigs. We make a lot of bad decisions. Really, a do. lot of them. 
A lot of them. We really stop do. listening to us when we say order food. But okay. for, at, right after you go to Ruth's Chris, yeah, can you go to Ruth's Chris? I'd like a bone in ribeye. That's cheesy food. potatoes too. Because you get Medium some of those. Rare. Oh my gosh! I need a chocolate shake. Lard. Is that still there? They still have. 